Hello and welcome to the Dom Harvey Podcast, powered by Generate KiwiSaver. Coming up, the mad butcher, Sir Peter Leach. Treat people how you want to be treated yourself. If you rip people off, it's going to come back and haunt you. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I can, well, you've got to look yourself in the mirror anyway, don't you, if you do I that? I do, because I'm a good-looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you need to get those eyes checked, I reckon. No, no. I've got very good vision, to be fair. This guest really needs very little by the way of introduction. Most people recognise him from his voice alone. He is New Zealand's most high-profile butcher, a very successful businessman, a die-hard supporter of the Warriors and Rugby League, and he would probably argue this point, but I think he's a man that probably doesn't get the recognition he deserves for his charitable acts. It's genuinely hard to think of someone who has been more generous with their time or money than the mad butcher. I've always liked The Mad Butcher, but I like him even more after this, and I hope you guys enjoy it as well. This episode is brought to you by the legends at the Generate KiwiSaver scheme, who have been big supporters of the podcast, so I am ecstatic to have them on board as a partner. Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of chart-topping long-term performance. My KiwiSaver account is with a different provider at the moment, but I am booked and to talk to a Generate advisor to see how I can maximise my account and get it set up best for me. The bottom line is, if I had done this sooner, my KiwiSaver savings would probably be worth more than what it currently is. It's amazing how getting into the right fund with the right provider could literally be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars by the time you retire. If you are curious to find out more, you should check them out. GeneratKiwiSaver.co.nz forward slash get advice that's generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash get advice and if it's not a convenient time now to write that down uh, you'll find that in the description for this podcast also on their website is a copy of their product disclosure statement the issuer is generate investment management limited and of course past performance doesn't guarantee future returns all right let's get into it the dom harvey podcast with sir peter leach the Mad Butcher. Enjoy. Sir Peter Leach, hello and welcome to my podcast. Nice to be here. It's been hey. a long time since we've caught up. It's good to see you looking so well and life must be going good for you. Thank you. Yeah, the podcast is going um, very well. I launched it about 15, 16 months ago and yep. it's sort of gone from strength to strength. I've been I've been badgering you to come on and I apologise for that. But I wore you down, didn't I? Well, no, you never wore me down. But you, I seen a... a, a, a a message or something where a whole lot of people said, you said, who should I get on? Yeah. And there was David Tua mentioned and several people mentioned, but I got more, I got more likes, Mad Butcher, than anyone else. And I said, well, no, I better start doing it. If they want to hear me, I better get on it. Oh, 100%. You're, you're, you're yeah. such a, and I, I wanted to get you on even before that post went up just because um, you're such an awesome New Zealander and, I feel like you don't necessarily get a, enough praise for all the oh, stuff I that do. you do. No, You're so no, altruistic. No. no, I do, mate. I'm very humbled by the amount of people that comment to me and thank me for what I've done and that it can be very embarrassing at times. And uh, no, I, and, and you don't do it for acknowledgement. You do it because, in my case, I just love sharing the love. That's what I do. And uh, I done it the other day. I met 
an American couple at the ferry building at uh, Half Moon Bay, and they were coming to Waiheke, not in the car, just coming over, and uh, got talking, and they said, I said, where are you from in America? I said, Utah. I said, oh, you must be Mormons. Oh, yes, we're Mormons, you know. <laughs> and uh, we got really good, and they were a lovely couple. And, you know, the nice thing about them, and I said this to them the other day, I said, the good thing is you didn't try to convert me. <laughs> no, but I mean that sincerely. You know, I mean that sincerely. Oh, yeah, they didn't uh, try and ram it down your throat. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jeez, um, imagine, imagine the surprise that they would have got when they left you and they, they Googled you and no, they were no, like, oh, this guy's proper famous. No, she was. She Googled before that happened. Right. Because everywhere we went, people were talking to me. We yeah. on the ferry, everyone, hello, butch, how are you? She Googled me. And, uh, yeah, she was – but they were a lovely couple. Mm. And that's what you do in life. You try to share the love where you can. Yeah. And uh, you don't you don't do it to big note all that sort of thing. I show two guys around. Uh, if you look at my Facebook page, which is Sir Mad Butcher, no Sir Peter Charles Leach, you'll see I showed two guys around my uh, man cave today, and they loved it, mate. Well, what's in your man cave? Is it just league memorabilia? Yeah, it's a little bit of the Liverpool soccer team. Yeah. Bit of all black stuff, you know, but mainly rugby league. And yeah. They were they were. Big rugby league fans, massive mm. rugby league fans. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the first thing I wanted to know is um, uh, who is Sir Peter Leach and who is the Mad Butcher and how are they different? They're one or the other. They're yeah. both the same. What you see is what you get. Yeah. You know. But it, it, does it sort of start as like a character? No. Or like just, a ca- caricature of yourself in a way, like an exaggerated no, version just of it? started. There was a guy, Tim Bickerstaff on Radio Pacific. And he used to have a sports show and he used to drink a bottle of vodka a night. And one night he bagged my club, Mangry East, that I was a sponsor of. And I rang him up and next thing I'm gambling with him, like having bets <laughs> on the games. And one day I, I thought, well, if I stop gambling, I could, you know, advertise. And a guy walked in. He used to always do business in the Worry Trust Hotel in the private bar. And a guy walked past and there's that effing mad butcher. And I said, that would do us. Tim said, oh, you can't use you know, the F word. But we started off, Rosella meets the home of the Mad Butcher. Then another famous broadcasting man called Gordon Dryden told me you need one name. So then I just went with Mad Butcher. And that was, people used to want to come out to the butcher shop and see the city is on the radio. Mm-hmm. You know? so, okay, so, so, yeah, so, so the, the Mouldy fellow that um, coined the phrase the Mad Butcher, what, what did you, why did people think you were mad? You're just full, full of full of energy, or I don't know, mate. I've never asked him, and to be fair, I've never, he's never come back to me for royalties either. Right, right. You know? um, no, but, but like, 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 were you were you mad, or was was it just like the the way you interacted with customers? Oh, just what was mad I, about you? Just what the way I was, a bit of an idiot, you know. Because mm, Monty Beetham, one of the one of the most famous, um, geez, we're jumping all over the place here. We'll, we, I was hoping to go in some sort of sequence, but we might bounce around a bit. But um, your Monty Beetham, he tells a story about going into your store when he was like four years old or something, um, and you, you were you were kind of mad. He was like, "Who is this guy?" Yeah. So and he wanted to punch me because he thought when he was four, well, he, he had taken out. He, he, he said, uh, "He said uh, he's told the story many times. Uh, he thought I was being disrespectful to his mother." Why? Well, what did you do? I, I used to always have the customers on. Mm. You know, that's why they come in. I made them feel happy, welcome. You know what I mean? Mm. And um, he's a beautiful person, Monty. Yeah. Beautiful person. 
blessed to have met him, to be fair. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, isn't it funny, though, that he was a customer and he remembers you wouldn't you wouldn't remember him from when he was four, no, I wouldn't imagine, but not. he remembers you. And then um, and then with your association with the team and, and his um, association with the team, it's well, like a real thing, full circle sort of moment. The other thing, Dom, you must remember I'm a big boxing fan. Me and my wife yeah. love boxing. And his dad was a great boxer, mm. uh, Monty, Monty Beathan Sr., and a great man. He used to come in the shop and we used to talk a bit of boxing and that sort of thing. One of the uh, prides I have, I have a photo from Muhammad Ali signed to me personally when he was out here from uh, to do a speech many years ago. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I've got a signed Muhammad Ali boxing glove just out there, but it's um, not signed to me personally. No, yeah. I thought it was pretty special, but then I saw a photo of him in a room with like a thousand of these same gloves signing them all. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, there, there's um, something that you've sort of um, – I don't know, I guess going viral is the term. Like recently, your Facebook posts, I, th- they bring me so much joy. Whenever there's a new post from the Mad Butcher and it's you sharing what you're eating, I fucking love it, man. It yeah. is so good. What, where did that start? I just started doing it, you know. I got uh, 39,000 on Facebook now. And like, I'm 79, so that's quite a good number. Mm. That Facebook's uh, Sir Peter Charles Leach, if you want to follow me. Did, did, did it just sort of explode when you started doing the food? I don't know, mate. Yeah. I truly don't know. It just, you know, it just happened. And uh, everywhere I go, people say, what happened for breakfast today? <laughs> <laughs> and I never post if I don't like it. If you uh, don't like the food. Uh, right. me, and, me and Lance went to a place... The other day for breakfast, uh, Lance is my good mate on Moiki Island. We went to Car Park Cafe and uh, we had a great breakfast, but in particular, the sausages were outstanding. Mm. Like, Lance didn't have the big breakfast, he had the bacon and eggs. And I was going to give him one of the sausages, but in the end, I only gave him a little <laughs> quarter of the sausage. You know, yeah. But if I don't oh. like it, I don't post it. See, oh. I only believe in positivity, not negativity. Yeah. I don't believe in negative. There's too much negativity in the world. We've got to believe in positivity. Like me, I'm 79. I'm grateful to be alive. Every day's a bonus. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you've got such a good attitude. I love that. And I, I couldn't agree more. Um, the, the, the food post, I, I, I love it. And when you, when you read the caption, you can't help but you know, hear your voice in your head like, light, light snack this morning. Yeah. Janice, Janice gave me eight wheat bags with tinned peaches on top. <laughs> <laughs> I had a light breakfast today, actually. <laughs> I love it. You, you say light breakfast, and most people are like, that's a substantial meal. Yeah. You love your food, eh? You eat a lot. Well, yeah, and I also, I don't know if I can say this, I also shit a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, uh, I have a problem. I'm going to the doctor. Do you what? What's the? Is it a like a prostate issue? No, <laughs> no, no. But no. the shitting, I oh, shit all the time. Oh, you eat all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what does an average day look like now? Yeah, you, you're still obsessed with Emmerdale Farm. You still love Emmerdale Farm? Not or no? as much no. now. I, I did for many years, and funny enough, a lovely a guy went to England and saw a mug Emmerdale Farm, and he brought it back to me and gave it to me, which was a lovely mm. gesture. You know, I didn't have the heart to tell him I wasn't watching Emmerdale all the time. <laughs> yeah, because you used to be obsessed. Like you'd go away on holiday oh, yeah. for a couple of weeks oh, yeah. and you'd record uh, all of them I'd on go VHS away for three months one time. And come back <laughs> and it. But I went to the set several times. You know, um, <laughs> lovely people. And uh, it was a good program. Funny enough, I watched this episode yesterday. Yeah, yeah, just mm. for a change. So, what, what does an average day look like now? Oh, it could be anything. Just doing nothing. Could be catching up with Lance. Or yeah, by uh, the way, Lance, who you've referenced a few times, he's um, sitting in the room at the moment. You brought him over. Yeah. G'day, Lance. How are you, 
Yes, yeah, my bodyguard. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> my bodyguard. Um, no, look, it could be anything, mate. Uh, in the better weather, we could go for a kayak. Me and a couple of other mates on the island um, do nothing. Might go to the movies. There's no pattern. There's no rhythm. It's just let's see what happens mm. and see what sort of mood Janice is in because you have to be aware of, you know, looking after her as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you mentioned kayaking before. You, do you, you and Graham Henry, Sir Graham Henry, still go no, kayaking? Not as much because Graham is very active still. Right. Very active. Like uh, just the other day, him and his wife were in Queenstown. And he's still doing quite a bit of speaking and that, whereas mm. I've retired from that sort of thing. How old's he? Is he similar age to you, a bit don't younger? No, no, yeah. lovely, lovely people. Yeah, yeah. Him and his lovely wife Raywin. Yeah, beautiful lady. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. I. I okay. Let, well, let's go back to the early years. So, um, you're born in Wellington. Yeah. Big family, right? One of seven. Religious family? Catholics? No. No. no Protestants. Right. Um, yeah. Youngest. I was the youngest of seven. They're all dead now. To be fair. Um. Yeah, it's a bit sad, really. The whole family are dead. I'm the last of the Mohegans, one would say. Mm. And uh, brought up in a good working-class family in Newtown, by the zoo, up by the zoo, and uh, went to Newtown School, South Wellington Intermediate, Wellington Tech, you know, just and left Wellington with a mate called Colin. can't remember his other name now. Yeah, never went back. Everyone said I'd be back within a mm. month, and he wouldn't go back, and it was vice versa. Yeah, and and you were you were just I mean everything's got a label these days, um, but you were dyslexic. So I, I'm guessing you, when you were going through school, like in the in the 1940s, 1950s, they just thought you were dumb or thick. Yeah, no question. Yeah, and I am dumb. I don't know me of better times tables. Oh, no, 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 but, no, 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 no. I think, I, but I think there's difference. I, I'd agree with you. Like like in terms of school stuff, like. I, I used to get terrible anxiety with exams, so I was yeah. fucking dumb and by school standards. But I, th- I think there's <laughs> I didn't do exams because I could. I didn't know what to go on. Um, but I but, think there's a difference between having having smarts and common sense, which you've yeah. got in, in spades. And I, I was just lucky that a I had verbal diarrhoea. I talked to everybody, and now you just got diarrhoea. It seems. Yeah, exactly. That's fair comment. Um, but you know, I, 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 and I, I listen to people. You know. I do talk a lot, but I also listen. Mm. And uh, I've been very blessed during my journey in life that we've, we've come through, but not without some pain. There's been pain. There's no gain without pain. Mm. Simple as that. Pain in terms of like, well, just the stress of running your own business? When or... I first started the business, I was working three jobs. Mm. You know, I was cleaning, boning meat, and then running the little butcher shop during the day. You know, mm. so, you know... Never saw the kids. Oh, I did. I went home and I'd kiss them goodnight. They'd be in bed, you know. And, you know, that's always played on my mind. But they reckon it, it never affected them. But it's certainly, you know, yeah. Oh, really? So you look, you look back on that with – I mean, they're all, they're all middle-aged now, right, your, your kids? Yeah, 50-something or something, yeah. And they're all thriving, all, all doing very well for themselves. Yeah. You, you still got regrets about that, do you? Like oh, being yeah. sort of a bit absent yeah. when they were younger? yeah. Look, I, I missed out on some stuff like, you know, taking them to school. My granddaughter, who's 32, I think it is, she lives in Amsterdam, Kristen. I used to take her to school and that. I used to get a great thrill out of it. And I always remember one day I'm in an important meeting, a guy had flown up from Wellington to see me, and she rings, and the receptionist knew always put it through to me. Oh, Pop, I want to go to Mary's place, but it's a bit cold. Can you come home and take me? 
yes, darling, I'll be home in half an hour. Mm. I said to the bloke, look, I'm sorry, mate, something's personally come up in the family and I have to leave now, but I'll tell you what I'll do. I will fly for you to come back up from Wellington at my expense and I'll take you out to any restaurant you want to go to. When he did come, he picked sales restaurant. He'd heard about it, you know. And um, I left. And when he went down reception, he started to whinge to the receptionist, which I can understand. And she just said to him, if he was to hear what you were saying... Oh, she said, do we spend much money with your company? He said, well, you're one of our biggest clients. Mm. She said, well, if he was to hear that, you would never do another thing with this company. Yeah. And he went white. He, oh, oh. She said, I'm not going to tell him, but let me tell you. So when we went out for lunch, I mentioned it to him. And he nearly <laughs> peed his pants. <laughs> but I said, I can understand. But I said, you yeah. got to. And I told him the story about how you know, my granddaughter was special to me. And yeah. He accepted that in the end. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's a, a a lot of people would probably say the same thing. I think that's the right of pack, passage, right? You have your own kids and you're busy setting up your own um, you know, businesses or your own life or yeah. you're providing for your kids the best yeah. you can. And then when you have grandkids, you've got a bit more time on the hands. I yeah. think that's just the circle of life. Really, and the other it? thing is you can't turn the clock back. No. I mean, they, they wouldn't have had the uh, the perks of my hard work. It's, a, it's it. a trade-off, isn't it? Yeah, it is yeah. a trade-off. So um, dyslexia at a young age. Um, you, you always had that entrepreneurial spirit, though, right? I, I, heard, I think I heard a story about you like buying buying merch in town and then going to a, going to sports games and selling it for triple the price. So, is, is that, That's a bit of an exaggeration. Is it? I used to go and sell cushions at the rugby and things right. like that, but no, I wouldn't say an enterprise, you know. Yeah, no, I just... That's, in, uh, that's entrepreneurial, though, isn't it? So you, I was good at selling meat. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and w- were, you, were you mad or trouble as a kid? No. What was young Peter like? A shy guy. Right. I actually got my confidence in Auckland when I come to Auckland. Because being the, what, the youngest of seven children, you know, you, I don't like to say it, but, you know, you, you can be a little bit spoiled at I'm the baby of the family, of yeah. course, yeah. And... Uh, there used to be a nightclub in Wellington in, in the bottom of Queen Street called the Shera Lee. And I went there this night and the guy's beating the guy, beating the shit out of a guy in the toilet. And he said to me, what are you looking at? I'll deal to you. And I said to him, if you can, mate. And I thought, yeah, that's good. And he backed out a little bit. But I, and I just got the confidence, really. I changed when I got to Auckland. You know, it was a, it gave me mm. confidence. I didn't have anyone looking after me. I had to stand on my own two feet, you mm. know. Yeah. Because, you, 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 I mean, you do talk a big game to people. You're like, look at these tattoos. Don't fuck with me. But, but you, you, I mean, you've got the biggest. <laughs> I just said that today. <laughs> I said, see these tattoos? I got those in Boston. I never. But to be fair, when I you got did, but Boston, that's like a, like a youth youth justice facility or whatever. Do you, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, that's. You what they were called back cases. in the day. You've never been to a Borstal in your life, no, have you? No. <laughs> but I got, a, I got a couple of mates to have, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you should remember that. Yeah. 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 But, um, so, because I mean, a lot of people refer to you as a, as a likable rogue, but it's like, I, I, it's, it's an act, right? There's nothing yeah. roguey about you at no, all. No. I'm a pussy, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. But don't tell anyone. <laughs> Everyone knows, mate. See those terrors? <laughs> <laughs> And, of course, the rings intimidate them. And I'm sorry I haven't got the rings on today, but I'm getting a bit of memory loss, and I actually left them at home um, because the, the rings are very much part of me. Mm. One ring is what my mother and father gave me when they died, you know, and the other is a warrior, a, a, 
a mad butcher ring my daughter got made for me, and then I've got a warrior ring as well. If you play a hundred games, you get the ring, and they gave that to me some years ago. Yeah, and I feel naked without them, mm. but I hardly wear them on my hickey because why hickey is my chill out place, relax, you know, and uh, so I hardly wear them. Right. So, so the the rings and the jewelry is like part of your sort of persona in a way. Oh yeah, it's yeah. part of yeah. Me. Yeah. Um, now let's talk about Janice. So Janice is, um, you guys got married young, like early 20s. So you've been together over 50 years. we were years. married two years before we had children. I know what you're thinking. I know where you would lead. Oh, not, not no, a shot, a shotgun were, wedding. Yeah, no, 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 lead no, 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 I know where you're <laughs> I, I know what you're like and I know how your mind goes. No, we, no you uh, got me all wrong. We were, no. married, we were married for a couple of years. Then we had Angie. Then we had Julie a couple of years later. Um, yeah, no. How did how did you guys meet? How old were you when you met? You the schoolmates well, or what? No, no. I was from Wellington. She lived in Auckland. Oh, okay. Um, she was a blind date, to be fair, because uh, I was going out with my landlady's sister. She got a better offer, got a guy with a convertible, and so I ended up taking Janice out and uh, the rest is history. Being a great wife, great wife. And, you know, I've, I've had some uh, bad times with health. You know, I... Uh, some, you know, died on an operating table and some other stuff. Did you win with that? Oh, a few years ago. Mm. And she's been great. She's stuck with me the whole way. And mm. we have our ups and downs a little bit, you know, but that's what marriage is about. That's hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, shit, I'm, I'm uh, 50 now and, I've, yeah. you know, I've gone, I've gone through one marriage already and yeah. it's... Um, well, it's, we've been married. It's bloody hard. We've been married about 55, mm. 56 years. What do you reckon the secret is? Is it communication or oh, just being on the same tolerance. page? Or? It's yeah. tolerance, you know, and give and take, mm. you know. Yeah, I mean, when I first started out, I would come home. We had a home in Edgewater Drive and... Uh, I'd get in the front door, my slippers would be there. Then I'd go into the kitchen and my tea would be there. Light snack. Light snack. <laughs> and then I'd go upstairs and kiss the girls goodnight, go to bed. Yeah. I mean, Janice is – I wouldn't be here without Janice, to be very blunt. Mm. You know, she's very part, very much part of what I am, who I mm. am, and how we got where we are. Yeah, does that – um. Do, do, I mean, does, does that scare you a bit? And I suppose it's the same for her. Like when you when you're in a, I suppose this is the the, the trade off. Like you have a long successful relationship like that, you know, someone that's by your side for the best part of your life, and then one of you is going to die before the other. It does worry you. Yeah, I don't know what life would be without her. To be fair, and vice versa, I'd imagine. Yeah, no, that's uh, not worth thinking. Let's, sorry, sorry for the down buzz. No. Oh, that's well. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it says a lot about you as a person uh, that she's yeah. stuck around all this time. You said you've had your ups and downs. Any sort of um, like separations where no, no, she, nah. no, 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 nothing like that. Just you know, like we'd have the odd argument and I'd storm off, or you know, but, but nothing major, you know. Yeah, yeah. When I look back at it, it's been a great marriage, and she's been an incredible woman because mm. she's had to put up with a lot. I had Has she to, like what? Well, like everywhere I go, people want to talk to me. Yeah, and I I've got verbal diarrhoea, and I talk to everyone, and that can be hard for her because some people can be rude and not acknowledge her. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, but she takes it. Um, I, part, talk, I suppose it's just yeah, yeah, it's part of the mad butcher parcel, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I you know sometimes say to well, that's what's got us here where we are. You know, we've got a home in Auckland and home in 
uh, Waiheke, and we, we we never take it for granted. Mm. You know, we never take it for granted. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so you're, quite, you're quite financially secure, but you, you could be a lot more financially secure. Like, you've been so altruistic through the years, haven't you? Um, like you've I just, don't know what that means. Oh, like, like generous, charitable. Like, um, like if that was your goal, to be rich, you'd be a lot richer than what you are financially. Oh, no question. Yeah. Um, I yeah. mean, we're, we've never, ever set out to be filthy rich. We're well off. We're okay. But that's just because we worked hard mm. and didn't waste our money. You know, my home on my heck is a nice home, but it ain't some mansion. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but it's we, what you need. But we love it, yeah. to be yeah. fair. Um, and we've had a bit of luck through life, you know. A guy a guy called Mr Hill financed me into my first business, you know, and he was a lovely man. Lived in one half street, Remuera. I go there to his house this night and they... Sitting down, and they got all these knives and forks. And I said to my oh, Mister Hill, "What well, do you got all these knives and forks?" So he said, "Oh, well, this is this and that." And I said, "Yeah, but you only got one pair of hands. You can only need one." <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's the way they ate. But he was a beautiful man, trusted me, and uh, had faith in me, and that's how I got started. Oh, so he like gave you the the loan or bought into the first well, he business? Had a, he had a block of shops, and he wanted to sell them, and uh, he couldn't get a butcher. And I went out to look at it. Just I don't know why we had a 1950 Morris Minor. Our daughter Angela had just been born, and uh, I don't know how we come to look at the shop. And he was there along with the land agent. And when we left, he said, "What do you think of it?" And I said, "Well, you'd never get rich. You'd have to work bloody hard to make a living because mm. it's not in a good position." He said, "Would you be interested?" I said, "Mate, look at the car I drive. We've just moved into a new home, Beasley home, no carpet. This I said, we've got no money." So he asked me for my phone number, and I was scared to give it to him, because normally the cops were asking for that. And um, I gave it to him, and he rang me some months later. And I can't remember the exact details, but he'd, I remember he called me to a meeting, and I said, why would you want to do this to me? He said, well, I sent my wife down to buy meat off you, and she said, you're a beautiful, you're a lovely man, and you carried the meat out to car. And I said to him, Without hesitation, this is my humour. I said, if she must be a lot younger than you. <laughs> and he didn't even <laughs> smile. He didn't even smile. Um, but she, he, she he, he, before I left, he asked me where I worked in that, and he made a, must have made a note of it. And uh, he had sent his wife down to buy meat. They lived in one half street, Remuera, and she'd come down and buy meat, and I'd carried out, you know, and, and she said he was very pleasant, you know, knew his job. And uh, and that's why he decided to uh, make an offer to me. Mm. I didn't even know what finance was. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. So you you mentioned before you had um, more than one job. So you were you were a butcher. You were cleaning as well. Did you say I was cleaning South Auckland Motors at one stage early in the morning? And How old were you then? Like late teens, early twenties, sort of thing. Oh, I would never clean. Yeah, it. yeah. And then um, I was uh, boning meat for a guy called Bill Teeny and Pam Muir. At night, yeah. Um, did you, did you just did you need the cleaning job as you know, to, to supplement your income? Yeah, yeah right. To. Yeah, sure. And then what happened? He the agreement was that after a year or two years, I could walk away. And he he, he brought me a new van, everything. He gave me he gave me a blank check suit virtually, and said, "Get what you need to get the shop going." I said, "Well, I'll need a vehicle because I can't come from Pakaranga to Mangri, uh in my old my, minor." And um, the deal was. He would take it over, 
and I'd give him I'd give him everything back, you know. And we had a meeting, and I said, "It's not going too good, Mister." He said, "That's good, Peter. Give me the keys. You've I can't. You've tried really hard." I said, "Well, I don't want to leave you in the lurch." Mm. He said to me, "Another lesson in life." He said, "You pay me when I'm going to cut the interest." And you pay me when you want to pay, when you can afford it. Straight away, the noose got loosened around my leg yeah. so I could think better. Yeah. And so, yeah, we ended up, yeah. Right, so, that was, so that was your first store. Yeah. And then how, how did you expand? How did, you, how did well, you grow? What happened was he sold the building and then the new owner put the rent up and I had, I, I had no option. I could not go back losing money again, yeah. you know. And uh, a lady said to me one day, I was telling her about it, and she said, why don't you get the butcher shop around the corner, which was 268 Massey Road. That's where the real home of the Mad Butcher started. Mm. And uh, it, I remember my wife's cousin worked for Hallaby's, and he, he's a very much a family man, very much a family man. And he said to me, we went to an engagement party or something on a Friday night, and he said to me, Peter, you need to get out and sell that shop, get out of it. He mm. said, because Goubets are coming, and Goubets was the – big supermarket from England, Albert Goubet. And he said, you know, our job is to send you under. And I thought about it. I said to Janice, we started with nothing. So we, we, even if we go, go, you know, the clo- we have to close the shop, we still got the gear to sell. So, you know, and uh, it turned out I was smart. I'd, I, I, I don't know if I'd brought the property then, but I did eventually buy it. And... Um, the, uh, we put big signs on the side of the thing, you know, so when they were going to Goobase and I had a car park, <laughs> they would stop and get the cheap meat. Yeah. And so we that, that was the journey. That's when the r- real journey started. And, uh, yeah, great and then, uh, yeah, how many How many stores did you end up with? I think we ended up with 40 stores. Fuck, that's a lot, eh? Yeah. Over, uh, how, many, how many years? Do you, do you try and do like one a year, a couple of no, years? No, no, that was just the way the ball bounced. Yeah. And to be fair, I went – I took a partner in called Rod Slater, and we were in partnership for a few years, but he was never a partner of the Mad Butcher. We set up a company called Rod Pitt Enterprise, and we opened three stores. And um, we then dissolved that agreement, you know. Um, but we never had an argument, and to this day we're still friends and a uh, great guy. And, uh, yeah, look, it's just been an incredible journey, mate, mm. you know. Yeah, but we, we, we financially, when did when did it start paying off? Like we, when when you, we like when you got forty stores, you must be doing very well at that. But well, I didn't own them; they were franchises. Yeah. I think most of them. And when I okay, so you're just getting like a little yeah, fee little, from each store. And the other thing is, never be scared to seek advice. In those days, the king of franchising was McDonald's. Yeah. So I ran McDonald's to see if I could see the big boss. The lady said, oh, you know, what do you want for us? Do I want to get some advice on franchising? She said, oh, he's very busy. You won't see him for a few weeks, you know. And then she said, you're not the mad butcher, are you? So I, <laughs> see, I seen him the next day. His name was Al Dunn. He virtually said to me, but in nicer language, he said to me, your franchise agreement has to be so tight they can't piss, fart or pee without your permission. <laughs> and, that's, and that was the saving grace for me because my franchise agreement was that tight. Yeah, yeah. Because... Without my name, yeah, the, yeah, the name and the brand is everything. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. recognisable. And has, has your voice always been? Or, I mean, I've no, I've known you, I guess, twenty five years, um, and you, you, your voice has always been like that. Well, I'm trying to imagine what your voice was like as a young man. 
I wouldn't have a clue, mate. Come no. here, you're all mate, the mad <laughs> rump steak, seven nine eight nine a kilo. You can't beat the mad witch's meat. Oh, they love it when they say that. People's, you know, people's door come up. Say, go on, give it to us, give us it to you know. Um, oh, it's been a wonderful journey, you know. Yeah. Met so many wonderful people and uh, made so many friends. It's it's been a blessing to be fair. Mm. And know. and you, your kids, they all worked at the store at some point, didn't they? Yep. Yeah. And didn't you fire them? Fire them over and over Angela. again? No, I had to let it go because things were a bit tough. <laughs> she, was, she wasn't happy. Um, no, but they both worked at times. Uh, they both, the, the family played a big part, you know, as the journey went through. Mm, mm. Um, yeah. And what about league? Where did you... Uh, where, where Mangry East. Where did, where the the so, mighty Mangry East talks. So you... You, you you were busy running your business and yep. uh, raising a young family and um, yep. someone came in and asked for sponsorship and that was your introduction to Leeds? That's dead right. Yeah. Colin Christian, who was the chairman of the club, come in and said to me, would you consider sponsoring the club? I said, well, what sponsorship? I didn't know. Mm. He said, oh, well, you know, you, you could give us a meat pack or give us a, you know, a bit of cash. I said, I can't give you cash. I've got no bloody cash. So we ended up giving him a few meat packs and went on for a while. He said, why don't you come down for a beer? So I went down there and, mate... My sort of people, drinking lion red, predominantly Maori Polynesians, you know, my sort of people I got on well with. And um, next thing I'm sponsoring the club, and as time got on, the sponsorship got bigger. And uh, On terms of like a financial contribution or what? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I remember one year I, 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 I took out an insurance policy and if they won the premiership, they would have got 10 grand. Wow. But they didn't win, you know, which was sad because I'd paid the insurance policy. Um, but I'll tell you a lovely story. There's a player called Leslie Vinacola, made his name in England, particularly with rugby. Lovely guy. He went to a, a, a jubilee at the Mangreese League Club and there wasn't a Mad Butcher jersey on display. And he got up and said, I, I can't believe there's not a Mad Butcher jersey. He said, This man saved the club. Hmm. Why is there not a jersey? What happened is the club got into major debt and I got them out of debt, personally got them out of debt by f- bringing Wally Lewis to speak and Melman Ingram and a couple of other things. And of course, but what happens is new people come and they don't know you, they don't know the history, yeah, yeah. you know, and that's life, you know, and you move on. Or you, you get, a, get a new boss that wants to make some changes or yeah, stamp yeah. your own mark on it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. mate. Yeah. Hmm. But no, it's been a great journey. And that's how the love of the rugby league come in. When you consider I managed the Kiwis in 2005 and we beat mm. Australia 24-0 in the final of mm. the Tri-Nations. 2006, we just got pipped at the post. Yeah. Two books come out on that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I get the feeling with you it's um, it's less about the sport itself and just more about the people and the the, communi- the sense of community that, that you get. Well, I've, I've, I've been to Ericsson a couple of times yeah. and I've seen you and you're running around and you've, yeah. people are calling you and you're letting yeah. people in, you're going to the gate, you're not even watching the games. No, no. <laughs> um, this is going to shock you and whoever's watching. I actually know nothing about rugby league. <laughs> I have a great passion for yeah, the game. Yeah. And, and I, the people. Yeah. And the people. But I don't know the rules. I, mm. I don't know the rules, you know. And I couldn't care less. It's just my re, it's my relaxation. You see, when, you, when, you, when you're building a business and you're 24-7 worried about how you're going to pay the bills and that, you need something to relax. And my relaxation was going watching the Hawks play. Mm. I'd go to Carlow Park and watch them, and I've never bothered to learn the rules. Mm. Someone said to me just recently, why don't you learn the rules, Butch? I said, well, I don't want them. I don't need to. 
I suppose. I suppose. Yeah, you're probably like my. I'm, I'm probably the same as you. Like, I know what I know what's yeah. happening. I know when they score a try, and I, you know. Mate, I, you, know, you don't know. You don't need to know every rule, though. Or the I said to this. Person. I said to this person, I don't need to, mate. Mm. I was manager of the Kiwis that helped to turn the tide of New Zealand rugby league. We beat Australia twenty-four nil in the final in the UK. I said the next year we just got pipped at the post. I was the manager. And I went through a couple of things that I've been involved in, you know, in rugby league. And beyond my while, I never thought I'd be in those positions, mm. you know. Yeah, how, how did that happen? You sort of went from, like, mascot to manager, really, didn't you? Well, Daniel Anderson, when we travelled, I would fill in as manager sometimes, and he was impressed. So he got me the job as the Kiwis manager. And then the bugger turned around and takes off to bloody England. <laughs> I think it was St Helens he went yeah. to. So there, there, was a, there was a proper job. Like man, what, what did you have to do as manager of the team? Oh, it, it wasn't a paid job. Right. You know, it was, uh, you organise, you know, travel and, you know, you make sure the guys are on the bus on time and you get them, you teach them disciplines like, you know, I said, if you're late, I'll leave you behind. And uh, we, we were in England and I left the doctor behind. <laughs> because he wasn't down on the bus on time and he wasn't happy. And someone said to me on the bus, oh, the doctor's not on. I said, I know that. But, 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 but I said, no, no, what did I tell you? And I, I, I you know, raised a voice and what did I tell you, all you buggers? I said, if you're not down on time, you get left behind. The doctor's no bloody exception. He can walk to the bloody stadium. He wasn't very happy, the doctor, but I... Stuck, you know, stuck. Yeah, you had, your, you had your rules. And um, uh, you, you were like that with the players as well? You'd, you'd you oh, know, yeah. pull them aside and have a word if you oh, had yeah. to? Yep. No, no, you had to. You had to be the boss. Yeah, yeah. It's not no, easy. They, and they, they respected you and took you seriously, not like, you know, whatever you I like. asked Adam Blair the other day, who was the best manager he had, he said, you butch by far. Mm. And he didn't have to say that. I, look, I, I ruled with the first... <laughs> That's rude, leaving your phone on when we're having a chat. I oh, know, that is so rude. Hey, um, hey, Ash, I'm here with the Mad Butcher. We're just doing a podcast. Hello? Hi, hey, I'm just, I'm just here with the Mad Butcher doing a All podcast. Right. Oh, hang on. I'll turn my phone off. Sorry. See, you're free. Yeah. Oh, I didn't answer. I'm going to be in trouble now. Um, oh, yeah, so um, any... Um, well, let, me, let me tell you a story. Okay. I have a very good friend on Waikiki Island called Lance Foley. Been my friend for over 50-odd years. When we were back in New Zealand, I brought him into the camp as my assistant. And, mate, one of the loveliest things in his life, it just made him feel so special. Mm. You see, it's very special to be involved in the team and, you know, yeah. And I loved every minute of it. Yeah. I mean, there were hard times. You had to be hard. But I was also very lucky. I had a guy called Pat Carthy, who was the uh, financial sort of guy after the gear, and he was very good. We got on well. And it's all about a combination. Blue mm. Pennon was the coach, you know. But Daniel got me the job and, mate, then took off to St Helens, I think. But a great guy. And I've, uh, I went over to the fundraiser because, as you know, Daniel Anderson's you know, yes, he's paraplegic now. Yeah, it's, from here down, he's. Yeah, you know, what happened to him? He, he got hit a in surf a surf accident. Yeah, yeah right, right. Uh, but you know, up here, sharp as a tack, mm. sharp as a tack. Great guy. Mm. And in actual fact, we've got a we, we've got a game, or we've had a game, uh, and it's Daniel Anderson week. That's coming up in about a week's time. Yeah. Oh, how I good! Think we'll, I think we'll sort of stay, and we're going to give part of the gate 
to him. Yeah. You know I mean? Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. On on your Facebook, like you're still you catch up with a lot of um, former players. Like a lot when of them I are can. still friends for life. When I can. Yeah. When who, I can. who who are your your best friends that are former players? You seem to hang out with Stacey Jones a lot. Well, Stacey's close. Yeah. He's uh, his birthday's May the seventh. Mine's May the eighth, and we have formed a quite a good bondship. When I went over to the Daniel Anderson uh, fundraiser and um, I went to the game the next day, I pushed the boat out pretty bad, bad, and he rang me the next week on the Wednesday and said, how are you? I said, I'm still effed, mate. You know, <laughs> yeah, no, but just, I, look, to be fair, I love them all, Motu, Tony, uh, the, the, they're all special to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's cool. Um there's an episode that you did of um, This Is Your Life. I watched that a couple of days ago in preparation for this. Um, it's, it's funny seeing the, the, the Kiwi players in the front row. There's Simon Mannering there, um, young Stacey Jones, young Monty Beetham, a very young Manu Vardavai. Um, yeah. So you've been a part of these guys' lives that, since, since, since they were like teenagers. That was very humbling. They, the producer or whoever rung the Kiwi camp and said, we'd like a couple of warriors to come along. So the, the coach or manager said to the, got the team, because they have team meetings, said, you know, the butcher's got This Is Your Life on, and in this country it's a big thing, and uh, they're like two people, and they, they, they just said, no, the whole team goes, or no one goes, mm. the whole team come, mm. which was, uh, and, and they were playing the next day or something, I can't remember the exact details. Oh, so they were in camp. So yeah, they, oh, yeah. they were in camp. Yeah, yeah. A big honour, a big honour. You know. Absolutely, yeah. So a, a lot of people watching watching this or listening to this podcast won't even um, remember this is your life, but it's an iconic TV show. Um, Bob Parker hosted it in New Zealand yeah. back in the day. The episode that you did, Sir Paul Holmes, who's no longer with us, yeah. uh, he he was hosting it. So you're um so you, so you're at you're at you're at the theatre watching some show, and he just pops My up <laughs> pop, yeah. pops up with a, with a book. Do, yeah. you, do are you are you did you have any inkling it no, was no. going on? What happened? I Janice thought, must have been in on it, though. No, I thought there was something going on because they wanted me to go and see this show at the Civic Theatre. <laughs> they wanted to do a family thing, and I thought, oh, this is not – you know, I, I felt there was something not right. Yeah, yeah. So at half-time, we're standing there, Paul Holmes coming through. And you know Paul Holmes, a bit like me, talk, hello, how are you? Hello, how are you? Talks to everyone. Has yeah, anyone yeah. seen the Mad Witcher? And there I was, come over. And he, he said, you know, we're going back to the studio to do this is your life. It was, uh, it was quite a thing, and – People can actually Google that and watch it. Yeah, it's, it's on. That's yeah. how I watched it. It's on yeah. YouTube. And uh, yeah, it was pretty special. And they had my teacher there called Mrs. Main. Yeah, and to, to, be, to be fair, I don't want to be. I don't want to be rude, but um, yeah, she looked younger than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyhow, Paul left the book down, and I cheated. And I looked who was coming up. So this voice comes up, and I jumped out of the chair. That's Mrs. Main, my old teacher. And what we done? We took her out for a drink afterwards, and. Paul come to the pub with us, and he got pissed, and they asked me to get rid of him because the, the management, because he was over the, you know, really. Oh, Holmesy was he a bit yeah. obnoxious. He, no. He oh no, 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 no! He was just pissed, you know. Yeah. They didn't want that in the bar. Anyhow, we got rid of him, and <laughs> we flew down to Wellington and took Mrs. Main and her husband out for dinner. Sometime later, as a thank you, because she gave me a little bit of hope the last year at school. Yeah, you know, yeah. Because when you in my day. When you were dumb like I was, you got the worst teachers. You got the worst. Oh, because you're in the dumb, the, yeah. the dumb class. We had a teacher at college before Mrs. Main. She should never have been teaching. You know, she'd break down and cry over nothing. 
you know, it was a joke. <laughs> Headmaster come in one day roaring, you know, what have you done, Anna, what have you done? And, mate, no one had done anything. She just, she just bloody, you know, she was hopeless. <laughs> she was just brittle. Yeah. 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 Um, but the, the, this is your life thing. One of the, one of the guests on that was um, John Key, and this is when he was Prime Minister. So you had the sitting Prime Minister of the country. Um, on this TV show to like pay honour to you, it's, it's massive. Yeah, you have to you have to understand that me and Sir John become friends through the Christchurch Youth Week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I seen some of the good stuff he done down there, and uh, I'd always thought I'd always sort of been a Labour candidate. And uh, when the election come up, I come out, and it was hard for me to come out because you know my roots are working class. Mm. And uh, support him, and he to this day he says the butcher got me re-elected because he reckons I swung a lot of Labour people. Right. They, the, he, he, his words were something like, "They would think if it's good enough for the butcher, it's good enough for us." Yeah, right. You know, right. And, uh, but he was a good man. He, mm. without doubt, he was the best prime minister we've had. <laughs> Although you you called him thick on TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you call everyone thick, though, don't you? Yeah. I like this. My my mouth opens before my brain, and you've got to remember, I've only got a small brain, mate. Yeah, small yeah, brain. yeah. Um, and Wally Lewis, he flew over for the This Is Your Life as well. He's been in the yeah. at the time we're recording this. Yeah. Um, it's just come out in the past week that he's got um, yeah. dementia. I think. Yeah, it is. yeah, no, yeah, but you're still in touch. Did you, oh, you yes, message I, him when yeah. you hear that news? I, I, I regularly, yeah, regularly, you know. Um, and I actually said to him the other day, look, Wally. Wally, I'm losing memory. Mm. I've got some issues. You know, I said to him, I trip over all the time now. And I tripped over today when we were coming in to do this podcast. And I hit my head really hard and my head bounced off the concrete, you know. Um, And I've got a bit of memory loss as well, Mm. you know. So that's, you know, part of getting old. But he's not old. But I said, just got to move on, Mm. you know. Um, But no, he's been a great friend. You know, but I'm lucky. I've met some wonderful people in rugby league. You know, from fans. There's two women in England I met. Uh, I spoke to her on Facebook early this morning, um, and uh, she's been out. Met my family. You know, we've stayed in touch all these years. Yeah. And that would be uh, before I was manager of the Kiwis. I met them. I met them in the Skyrack Hotel in Leeds, and they just added. Avid rugby league people, mm. Dawn, and I can't remember the other one now. Yeah, but anyhow. Yeah, God, you, yeah. Give, you give so much of your time. Does, does, in, does anyone um, like sort of you know take advantage of you? Or have you got quite good sense of that? Oh, and I can pick that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you, you you've been an easy target for a lot of people, I reckon. Well, just, just they you're think so I'm good. an easy target, but they find out. You know, I've had a few people try to, you know, hook on my coattail for their mm. own benefit, yeah. you know, but no. Nah. Yeah, so you're a good judge of character. You have to. I always tell people, when I first opened the shop, people used to pay by cheque, all right? Oh, that's right. They were bouncing cheques. Not everybody, yeah, but yeah. there were a lot. And because I didn't have a lot of money, mm. I, had to make a, 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 I had to make a decision, is this person good for the money? And I had to look them up and down and make a decision. I got it right most times, you know, and so that's made me a good judge of character. Murray Dickey used to often use me as a ref- reference. What do you think of this person? Murray mm. Dick, for those people. Famous radio broadcaster. Yeah, great sports He's broadcaster. more famous than you, to be fair. Oh, abs. Oh, 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 he didn't like that. He didn't like that. Oh, that, that was a knife to the bone. Oh, that's it. I'm done. Dick is more famous than me.
now that's got to be uh, it's got to be hard though, because as you said before, like you're all about positivity and no no negativity. Yeah. So when when you're wired that way and you do, you want to see the good in people. Yeah. So and there's some beautiful people, yeah. mate. I, I've met some wonderful people. Mm. Like I told you, the guy bringing the mug back from England. Yeah, the Emmerdale Fund. Yeah. Um, but I, I've had some wonderful things happen to me. Mm. You know, reap what you sow, though. Yeah, and when I. When I died on the operating table, somehow it got into the public arena and the cards we got, the cards we got, unbelievable. And some of the letters when I flew people up from Christchurch for the, uh, I'd fly them up to a warrior game and fly them home afterwards. And I've still got some of the letters, you know, Hmm. pretty special moments to be fair. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, so you mentioned dying on the operating table. Um, yeah, you, shit, you're lucky to be here eh, in your late seventies. There's been a, a hell of a lot of health scares, haven't there? So oh, yeah. When was the what was the operating table thing that you're talking about? I was getting valves done or something. Right. Yeah. Oh, you had like stents yeah. put in your heart yeah, or something. something yeah. Like that, yeah. And there's been bladder cancer, yeah. um, diabetes, arthritis. Yep. Yeah. yeah. How are you now? You're right. As good as gold, I could take you out in the first round. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you can't, you can't, Dom. You can't dwell on the past. Mm. You got to look to the future. Yeah, and you've just got to enjoy every day. I used to be a grave digger, and when I used to do public speaking, I used to ask people, "What would you learn out being a grave digger?" You know, and I would tell them that my first grave I dug was a, a six-year-old boy. You know. No one ever got it right. I would write the answer in my pocket and I'd hold a $100 note up and say, anyone gets it right, you get this. Oh, how to dig holes or this. You learn the value of life mm. because none of us know when we're going to click out. It could be today. It could be t- t- you look at the kids that die at eight or nine. So you've got to enjoy every day while you can, mm. you know. Yeah, I feel like you do as well, don't you? I do my best. Yeah. yeah. I don't have a lot of regrets, you mm. know. There you, are, what regrets do you have? I can't tell you. They're a secret. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I, I, I think I do enjoy, you know, I yeah. try to enjoy life as much, mm. you know. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think, um, I, mean, I mean, if you get to your late 70s and you've got no regrets, then it's like you, you haven't lived a very rich or fulfilling life, have you? I think you need some regrets. Oh, yeah. But you, you, you mentioned one before, like the regret of, I suppose, working so hard that you missed um, yeah. spending oh, yeah. time with your kids. Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, I'm curious to know what these secret regrets uh, are. Um, you got another family somewhere. Secret family. How dare you? <laughs> how dare you speak to a knight of the realm like that? By God. Yeah. Terrible. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So how do you how do you feel about aging? I I, I get the sense that you're frustrated about losing your memory and you're yeah, losing your balance and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, if you had seen me today, you'd understand why. Because mate, mate, I hit my head on the concrete and I bounced up. Mm. My mate that was with me, he, he he panicked and people rushed to me. We had three people rush to me because they seen it. Yeah. And boy, they were concerned. Um, what was the question now? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. you, you yeah. seem frustrated by some of the some of the things that are lo- oh, you're losing look, with age. Yeah, you do, but yeah. at the same token, you turn it into positivity. Yeah, you're 79, you're still alive, you know, and you're still 
reasonably, you know. I mean, the biggest... Well, you, 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 mate, you sharp as a tack. Yeah. The, the, the biggest fear I think you have when you're getting old and you're losing a bit of memory is that dementia coming on, mm. you know. And I say this respectfully. When you think some people have got dementia and they don't know what day of the week is, and they mm. don't know if a bus is running them over, you know. Well, I don't want to be like that. Yeah. I want to be given an injection and put to sleep because I don't want other people having to waste their time because it is a waste of time. And I say that respectfully. I say that respectfully. But, you know, you don't know. You don't know if you're pooing or peeing mm. or whatever, you know. And Yeah, Yeah. also you wouldn't. You wouldn't necessarily want to lose the essence, um, the the essence of who you are as a person. You know, you know what I mean. Like you wouldn't want, um, yeah, say, Stacey Jones to come and visit yeah. you and go, "Oh, it's not, it's not Butch anymore." No, no, yeah. Uh, the, the the worst thing is you, you you wouldn't know anything, and that that's a terrible thing. Yeah, you know? and I, I I feel sorry for anyone that's had it, and we've got a friend now that's got it, and uh, his wife's thinking of bringing him home, and. She's wasting the time. Mm. Are, you yeah. a bit, are you getting a bit misty-eyed? A little bit. Yeah. Are, are you quite an emotional guy these days? I think so. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You always always been that way, or is that like something that's creeped uh, up on age? It's a bit more with old age, yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, I've sort of found that like the, I, 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 during my 20s or 30s, I, I think maybe I cried at my nana's funeral and maybe with one failed round of IVF, and that was probably it. Now, now, I, yeah. there's a, a story. They're generally, um, for, for me, it's mainly mainly tears of gratitude these you're, days. You're, you're, in prime, you're in the prime of life. You should be enjoying life while you can because mm. you don't know what's around yeah. the corner. Yeah. And I do get a bit emotional now, um, just part of ageing. That's you know? good. Yeah, part of ageing. Yeah. And, you know, that's the negative, but the positive is, hey, you're still there to get back. Oh, I nearly slept. You're there. You're yeah, there. But, but this is a podcast. You can, yeah. see, you can swear all you want. No, I've got to try to cut down. Okay. <laughs> Cutting back. Restricting to, yourself to eight F-bombs a day. When I used to do public speaking for the <laughs> celebrity speakers, they would tell the people, you speak, he, he will say the F-word eight or nine times. And, and one, of, one of the great stories of that, a lady contacted them for me to do a speech in Invercargill. And I had a, I have a affiliation because I used to emcee a fishing competition down there called the Bluff Fishing Competition, the Starby Craft Fishing Competition. I emceed it for a few years. Anyhow, they said, I does swear. She said, oh, no, we, the boss doesn't want any swearing. And they said, no, that's that's the deal. Can we approach him directly but still pay you the fee? Okay. So the lady rings me and I said, look, I am what I am, and you know I can't do that. I said, but look, I tell you what, get Eric Rush. He's an outstanding speaker, mm. doesn't swear. And I gave her a couple of other names, of very good speakers. She come back a couple of weeks later. Boss wants you. Mm. I said, well, to be fair, my wife's not keen on coming down. <laughs> so they ended up, they paid me twice the fee, which was $8,000. Wow. Because it was 4000 normally yeah. to get me down there. They flew Janice down as well, give us an extra night accommodation down there. And when I was doing the speech, a guy walked in there just as we were starting. We'd started. And I said, excuse me, mate. Excuse me. Punctuality is the key to success. Now, come and sit down here. I want to sit up there. I said, I'm running the show. Fucking sit down here. And it was the boss. <laughs> Jesus. Anyhow, afterwards I had a coat with him because he didn't drink. And uh, he said, no, that was perfect. He said, that's one of the points I was trying to get through. 
And he said, uh, you didn't offend me swearing. You had a knack about you. Mm. But the nice thing about it, I got them to write the cheque for Ronald McDonald House, but they just say, this is from the mad butcher, you know. And um, the next day they sent me a gift around for me and Janice. And I said to the lady, no, you don't need to do that. You paid me. No, the boss wanted The boss loved it so much he wanted to give you something else. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. So you meet nice people. Yeah, you, you, um, you did that a lot, eh, when you did your public speaking. You'd, yeah. get, you'd get a fee and you'd give the fee yeah. to charity. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, hey, so generous. You know, I never kept a record of how much I gave away. Mm. Fuck, you're a, you're a, you must have been your accountant's nightmare. <laughs> I don't know if the accountant knew about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, to be fair, yeah. but, you know, I never kept a record. But Should he, what, what do you reckon? Five mil? Oh, no, I wouldn't have a clue. No, 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 no. I wouldn't have a clue. No, and I'm mm. not going to put a figure on it. Because um, that, that's sort of the reason you got knighted, really, isn't it? It was for services to charity and business. But Well, no, anyone can get knighted. Yeah. All right? What happens is someone's got to nominate you, and then they have to follow it with some letters of... Mm. Uh, like recommendation yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And one of the guys that was instrumental in it was a guy called Bob Houston from the Ponsonby Rugby Club. He approached me once for some sponsorship and I helped him out. Not a big deal. But he said to someone one day, how come this guy's not knighted? You know, he does, like I sponsored the Ponsonby Rugby Club mm. and that. And uh, all you need is people to nominate you and to... to and anyone can be knighted, mm. but I mean, when they when they knighted me, they broke the the mould because there's not many knights around the world that a character like me swears a lot. You know, it's yeah, a bit of a yeah, larrikin. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but it was it was through the the sharing of the love out there. You know what I mean. Mm. Oh yeah, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Business aside, like there, yeah. there's there's a lot of people that set up businesses and do yeah. well in business. A lot of people that have done terribly in business. A lot of yeah. a lot of people yeah. that have done way better than yeah. what you have. But oh, it's uh, plenty of people. Yeah, but, but it's, 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 it's the, the I, other stuff that you you do though. Yeah. And um, I, I genuinely don't think the business had anything to do mm, with it. Yeah. I believe it was what I do in the community. See, I have a, a saying: the greatest gift you can give anyone is your time, mm. and I stand by that. You yeah. can't buy time. You know, when the good maker comes and says, you're coming to heaven, or the devil comes and says, you're coming downstairs, you can't say, I'll give you $2 million to leave me go. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's, that's life, mate. You mm. know, and you just move on. Do, do, you, do you believe in an afterlife? Do you think there's an afterlife? No, no. 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 So when you go on, you go on. Yeah, yeah. 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 I want a big memorial. <laughs> no, I don't. I have a joke with my family. <laughs> like a statue. Statue at um, Go Media Stadium. Yeah, yeah. Um, we should have one there for Stacey Jones to be fair. Yeah, um, but no, it it, it 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 people say to me, you know, oh, you're lucky you got anointed. What do you get? What do you get? You know what you get? What do you think you get? Get anointed? Like a little medal or something? No, you get you... respect. Right, right. You get respect. A lot more respect. Oh, yeah. do, do you, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not the knight here, so I don't want to be no. arguing with you, but I feel like, um, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. Well, I, I, I don't, you're not in a position to because you've never been <laughs> <right>. <laughs> No, um, no, but I, like I, my, my respect for you, had, my opinion of you, no, my no. respect for you hasn't changed since you. No, no, but a lot of people... That took, they take you they seriously. Took, well, they, took, they, 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 they noticed, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, 
well, that's my opinion, right. you know. Uh, and you got to remember, they don't like people like me. And I'm not being humble when I say that. It's a fact of life. I'm different, mate. Swear like a trooper and carry on like a larrikin at times, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, but it was through the, uh, the little things I do, giving people time. I remember I, I rang someone who was sick. They asked, a friend asked me if I could bring them. And I, you know, done it. And the friend rang me back the next week. Unbelievable. She's smiling. She's happy. She's like she's won the lotto. Mm. And I always make a point of getting back to people. A guy, a guy approached me the other day to send a message to a kid's football team. And I never done it because my memory. And you know what? I've been scrolling through my phone this morning trying to find that message mm. and I can't find it. And it's worrying me, you know. Oh, you need to be you need to be kinder to yourself. No, no, but yeah. there's a discipline. That's a discipline. You yeah, have yeah. disciplines and I, I pride myself in getting back and he's he's entitled to that. Mm. I did bring him back, but you know, yeah, I've got to do what he wants me to do. And mm. I'll sit down later today and see if I can find yeah. it. Yeah. Oh good on yeah. you, good on you. And um yeah, well, I picked you up from the ferry, so you live on you live on Wa- how long have you lived on Waiheke? Don't live there. Oh I'm you there, don't? I'm there eighty percent of the time. Right. And we have a home in Bucklands Beach as well. Yeah. Yes. But I love it. I call it Waiheke Paradise. Yeah. Oh, it really is. It's a beautiful Had place. Had homes here for 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was on holiday a number of years ago. This was in, in January. And I, I, I met me and me and JJ. We were married at the time. We were yes. in Cuba. So we, there, there's no Wi Fi or anything. And then we. I went to Cuba as well. You're not the only person that's been to Cuba. <laughs> no, no, I, I went to Cuba with Phil Gifford and Fidel Castro was just getting a bit crook. Helen Clark was the Prime Minister. Yeah. And I knew a lot of the Labour ministers. And I tried to get an audience with Sir Fidel Castro. And uh, the reason being, my dad used to get the People's Voice paper, but he wasn't a commo, but he, you know, he used to read the paper because he was a great union man. And so uh, I couldn't get it, but it was a great trip. Me and Phil had a great time. I didn't learn. You know what I learned out of that trip? How much you learn reading. Phil knew everything about the place. And I said, mm. how do you know all this, Phil? He said, I read about it. Yeah. Like we stayed in the DuPont's old home right on the water, and it was, oh, magnificent. Mm. And Phil would read it, you know, and that's why we stayed there. Yeah, yeah. I, I loved Cuba so much. Yeah. That, that wasn't a flex, though, saying I've, I've been to Cuba. Yeah. Uh, the, the point was... Um, You're a big I, noting, mate. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not a sir. What, what, what can I bring up? I've been to Cuba. Fuck, yeah. he's been to Cuba as well. Um, no, no, no. The, the point I was making is we were um, out, of, out, of, out of touch with what's happening on home. Uh, what's happening back at home? And then, as soon as I uh, got back to the states and was in Wi-Fi, there was um, you were blowing up with a there was an, like a, a racism incident on Waiheke Island. I I, I felt compelled to like message you because I yeah. um, that that made me so sad. And when was that? Yeah. Like 2017, 2018? You made a joke to someone. I, yeah. So you I made didn't it, make ma- a joke. There was a group of girls, ladies, and they'd been drinking. And they wanted to talk to me. They were like this to me. So I went over and talked to them. And I said, just by the way, we've got a sergeant on the island and he's really hot on drink driving. She said, I'm tongue and a fender and I can do what I like. And I said, yes, and it's a white man island as well. And the as well got taken out. 
and she went straight home and posted, uh, you know, she was posted a thing on here. And there's no question I got hammered. No question. Yeah, I felt, I felt really bad for you I, because... I can say this. Yeah. There were some very racist comments made to me as well, okay? But out of every negative, there's a positive. Tama Eti come out and supported me. Now, if anyone could have bagged me with credibility, it was Tama Eti. He's a pro, mate, you know, but he came out and supported me. Yeah. So I rang him a few weeks to find out why, and I won't go into the details, but the way he did. And then there was another guy on social media, an island guy from uh, uh, Mangry, and um, he said, so you think he's a racist? Well, I'm a Samoan, he said, and I, I rang him. I rang the mad butcher stop to speak to him, and he said, it goes like this. Good afternoon, Matt Butcher speaking. Uh, I want to speak to the real Matt Butcher. You got the real Matt Butcher. No, no, I want to speak to the real Matt Butcher. You got the fucking real Matt Butcher. And he said, I told him that my daughter's sick and I needed to fundraise and I didn't know how to do it. And uh, he said to me, you better come down straight away. And he said, uh, you'll be too busy to see me. And he said to me in a gruff voice, he said, listen, mate, if I'm too busy to help someone... With a sick child, hmm. I'm not worth knowing. He come down, and my my office was a tin shed in the backyard of the shop at Massey Road. Hmm. And uh, he come in, and we had a talk, and I told him how to do it. And I said, I'm going to give you some meat vouchers, and you'll turn them into – I t- told him how to turn them in, and I gave him a few tips. And he said, where are all the other Polynesians that have he's helped? And I hmm. know there's plenty. Where are you? Yeah. The tide come out. The tide come out. Yeah. What's when when something like that happens? And she had to take that comment down. Yeah. Were, yeah. were you? Um. Yeah. I mean, I mean that that was mean. It's, it feels like it was banter. Like she was making yeah, banter yeah, about being yeah, a mouldy and the perks yeah. that come with that. And then you. Yeah. And then um. Yeah, did Susan DeVoy piss you off? Like, she was the race relation counsellor at the time, and she first of all came out and said, oh, the mad butch is the least racist person no, I know, no, and then no, she sort no, of... No, 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 Susan DeVoy is a good friend. Yeah. But she was told by her superiors that that was inappropriate for her to do that. Yeah. But she had already done it, so it was okay. Yeah. No, I won't have a bad word said against yeah. her. No. But I, I, I mean, I, I was frustrated for you in, in that time, so I felt... um. Yeah. I know I know you're big enough and ugly enough to look after yourself, yeah. but I thought I got a I got a message to this guy because, my I I found it heartbreaking, and because you you have done so much for um we, Maori and Pacifica communities. My family and me went through some bad times. Yeah, did you? No question. Oh yeah, very. Bad. It's rough. Mate, uh, there's an me, outpouring of support, like I know Monty and a bunch yeah, of the warriors. Yeah. Let me let me say this. Okay. There's two sides to racism: mm. the European, then the Maori side, and I got that Maori side big time. You know, but it's dead and buried. She had to take her thing down because she got so much hate mail, you know. And, um, yeah, it's over and done with. We move on. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was a a horrible lesson. How was your mental health in that time? Not good, to be fair. You really? (laughs) (laughs) Some will be watching this, some will just be listening. He's currently waving his uh, 1NZ Vodafone uh, Warriors flag around. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that one of the toughest things you've 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 been through? Oh, yeah, no question. It it really tested the old family. I never forget on the night. My wife would be the most placid woman to anyone. Yeah, and she wanted to fight the lady, not her, the mother, and uh, they were from a bad family, and 
my wife would have got killed, you know. But that's that's how bad it was yeah. here. But you know, I have to choose my words carefully now. You know. Yeah, but were you? Um, cause, you know, you're, you're such a you're such a nice man, and you're so trusting of people. Do something like that happens where you know someone takes to social media and yeah. you know sort of misrepresents you really. I mean, yeah, it's tough. It's tough when you're a trusting person. Oh, that was very hard. I mean, the th- the fact is, she cut out as well, and the media cut that out as well. And there's a few stories about that I won't go into, but I know our, the Herald tried to bury me on that. Someone mm. there didn't like me, you know, so I don't buy the Herald very often now. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, in your, in your book, I've been flicking through your book. How long ago did that come out, by the way? I've, I've still got it on my show for 15 years? Don't know. What a ride, mate. Yeah. Written by Phil, Phil Gifford. Gifford. you're good, mate. Number one seller around the world. No, well, <laughs> I that. Uh, he wrote it. You see, the thing about my book, Phil Gifford knew me. He's one of my best friends. Mm. See, the guy, Lance, I talk about, he's one of my best friends. Sitting yeah, here now. Phil, G'day, Lance. Phil's a different guy. We don't see each other a lot but we're there if we need each other. Mm. And we share, we share secrets, you know. Yeah. And he wrote it, so he kept, he knew me, so he, he put that in words. You yeah. Know? He wrote a good job. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a, a part in that book where you, um, you talk about business being really tough in the 90s, and there was a, like a time there where you were just working nonstop, just trying to keep your head above water, and uh, you, you, you thought about suicide. Do you remember that part? No, I can't remember that yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. going to eat one of those vegetarian sausages. <laughs> How did he die? <laughs> no, like I said to you at the start, my memory's not as good as it used yeah. to be. Uh, some things I remember clearly, you know. Mm. Other things, I remember the day I met Lance, I was doing a, there was a phone box at the beach at Only Tangy, one of those steel boxes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was doing a phone out to Alice Worsley. He was driving the local bus, and he was parked right outside. And I uh, done my thing with Alice Worsley, and then walked out. And he said, "You're not the mad butcher, are you?" I said, "Yep." Next thing he's in my place having a cup of tea, and we've been friends ever since. How long you ago know? was that? Oh, maybe fifty-five years ago. Yeah. Are you joking? Yeah. Really? Yeah. How old are you, Lance? Seventy-one. 71. Shit, he looks good for 71, doesn't he? <laughs> Look, he's got a cool pair of pumas on, some some like like kids' jeans from Hallenstein's. Yeah. Look yeah. at him, 71. He's, does, told, does, he's does, told those shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does, does, um, does that make you jealous? Like, you know, no. you, you're in your late 70s, no. you fell over just before and you got Lance looking like, look at Lou, looks like no, a skater. No. no. I'm very, very grateful to have him as a friend. Yeah. Very grateful. Yeah. Does, we've does been it, through some tough times together, yeah, and we've been there for each other, you know. Yeah, that's, that's nice. uh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. My, my dog's sitting on the sofa next to him at the moment, resting uh, his head on Lance's thigh. Yeah, and that dog's a good judge of character. It's more like a cat than dog. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of meat on him. Yeah. <sighs> um, does it get harder when you? I mean, I, I, this is this is the perk of getting older, I guess. You see, you see people drop off around you, and you, you must. Have, you, know, you mentioned before, like you're the youngest of seven, and everyone in your family's died. Do, do, I mean, does does that get easier? Yeah, you know, dealing dealing with grief and dealing with death, and 
seeing people drop off. No, it's just it's just life. You just yeah. got to go. You got to ride the wave. You know, mm. and be you got to be thankful for every day. You look at yeah. Daniel Anderson goes body surfing and now is in a a wheelchair. And, you know, you know life life can be great and life can be cruel, mate. You mm. know, and you just got to move along and get along with it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. How how were you through the lockdown period? Uh, I, I wonder, like, I, I didn't mind the lockdown. Because the I'm, choice I'm, the I'm, choice of losing your memory, you can't bloody remember. <laughs> no, because uh, like, lo- lockdown was fine for me because I'm, I'm, I'm reasonably introverted, I guess, yeah. so I don't mind staying at home. But you are such a social social person. Did, did, you, did you find that period tough? I truly can't remember. Really? No, truly. That's the joys of loss. See, here again, <laughs> I said before, you turn negatives into positive. Yeah. The negative, losing memory. The positive, I can't remember those bad days. Yeah. You know, there are some things I remember, but some things I don't. Right. Like meeting Lance, clear as the day. Mm. But other things, they can, you know. Also, yeah, stories that you've told in the in the past hour or so with me, like your recall in terms of names and stuff, it's incredible. I think it's really good. You're sucking up to me now, mate. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm being genuine yeah, about it. Like yeah. you, you talk about someone you met at a bloody league game 50 years ago. You remember their first and last name? I oh, remember special people. There's been some really special people. Mm. You know, I, that old guy Barry Insaw is a very good friend of mine. Derek is another good mate. You know, Barry's Insaw's passed away, unfortunately. Derek's a good guy. I got to ring him. I keep saying to myself, I got to ring him. Then I bloody forget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So what I do, I get people to text me now because I go through my texts every day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you did that to me the other day yeah. when you agreed to come yeah. on the podcast. You said yeah. text me to remind you. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Which which yeah. which I did. I didn't mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there ways around the memory loss? Like, you, do you just write more notes for yourself, or no? Just to get people to text me. Yeah. Okay. I okay. get people to text me. Mm. They say, "Why well, just do as I'm telling you?" Mm. You know. And are you, are you still dyslexic or? Did you? Yeah, it's worse now. Is it? Yeah, it's worse. So you, you you never did any sort of like treatment or any sort of special tuition or education no. to? No. You've done all right, haven't you? Yeah, I've done okay. How, how do you how do you do your your Facebook posts? You're a regular poster on Facebook. Just write them. Right. You know, type them up. Right. Yeah. But there's no, nothing wrong with your with your spelling or your writing. Well. Spell check comes in. That makes me look dickhead at times. Well, you're autocorrect. It's terrible. Uh, But I need that. Mm. No, I get by. You know, look, I I don't have a lot of regrets. I've done some great things, done some good things, met some beautiful people, and uh, I think I've still got a few years in me, hopefully, you know. Yeah, as long as they're quality, eh? As long yeah. as they're quality, yes. Oh, yeah, no, no. I said before you wouldn't want to be, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, you shouldn't have too many regrets. Like, you, you know, um, I, I suppose part of the joy of doing a podcast like this is, um, you know, you get to give someone the flowers while they're still here to, to receive them. It's not, you know, often people don't know what a good bugger they were until they, they die and then it's the eulogy situation. Yeah. But fuck, man, you've done so much for so many people. I think the main thing is, you know, remember the greatest gift given is your time. And I say to people quite often in my Facebook, why don't you ring someone today and make their day? Because a phone call, I told you before about the lady I rung, you yeah. know, yeah. You just maybe ring them, 
you know, and some days I'll ring four or five people, go through my phone and just ring people because I forget that I'll ring them, you know. Just um, for a chat. Or just, just to a, say hello, yeah. way, you know what I mean? I can be short and sharp, you know what I mean, sometimes. Um, and live a good life, mm. you know, and treat people how you want to be treated yourself. It's pretty simple, you know. If you jerk, if you jerk people off or try to rip people off, it's going to come back and haunt you. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I can, well, you've got to look yourself in the mirror anyway, don't you, if you do I that? I do, because I'm a good-looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you need to get those eyes checked, I reckon. No, no. I've got very good vision, to be fair. So you're, yeah. you're, not, you're not scared of death? No, because you can't. Yeah. You know, you, 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 you don't look forward to it, but, you know, you just hope you go and you don't end up being like a vegetable. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. 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 That's, my, that's the thing that does scare me, you know, like our friend now, he doesn't know what's going on, you know. It's a terrible thought. No, yeah. Let's keep it positive. No negativity, I told you. Yeah. And and when you when when you do eventually die, and hopefully it's not for a long time yet, how how do, how do you want to be remembered? I couldn't give a shit because I won't be around. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you're not worried about like legacy or anything no, like that? No, 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 no. I've done what I I've done what I want to do because I wanted to do it, not yeah. for recognition. I don't I don't go out singing what I do to people. A lot of people wouldn't know what I do. You know. Oh, I, I, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that. But yeah. there must be thousands of New Zealanders that have your number. Like you, yeah. you've given your number you, out to so many you, people. You and look at the American people I, I, yeah. I took out the other day. I didn't post it to get accolades. Mm. I posted it to share the love, to show other people yeah. what they can do. You know, you don't have to have, give people a million dollars, but it, it was just an endorsement of my th- saying your time. Giving time is your most valuable, and they really enjoyed it. You know, uh, I, I'm hoping we'll stay in touch. You know, uh, I've contacted her on, I think she's on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like, I learned something. I, I didn't like to ask them if they had children because they said they'd be married for X amount of years. And so I, I was going to say, how many kids you got? And I thought, well, better not because they're Mormons. I don't know, you know. Mm. Anyhow, they've got four lovely girls. I saw a photo on her Instagram page, you know. Yeah. No, you just do what you want to do and get out there to Mount Smart. Oh, can't say that. One media. <laughs> one, one, it, go, go one media go stadium. One media it's very stadium. good. Yep. It's always going to be bloody Mount Smart, isn't it? Well, no, you've got to be loyal to the sponsors, yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 that's uh, true. You've got to, you know, I mean, I've been very loyal to... One New Zealand, uh, no, that's yeah, 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 one New Zealand. Yeah, Vodafone, formerly I mean, Vodafone. And I, I still, you know, Vodafone comes up in my head all the time. Yeah. But you can't, as I said to Jason that runs Vodafone. Jason Paris, yeah. Yeah, I said to him, mate, you can't, I've been saying it for 10 years or whatever, you know, it's it's going to slip out now and again, mm. so just fight the bullet. Well, it takes it takes time. I like I'm I'm, um, I'm old enough to remember when uh, it was Bell South. It was Bell South and then they switched to Vodafone. I can't yeah. remember that. Yeah, it was Bell I South think, and then Vodafone think, and now it's one. I think so. you're lying to me. I think you're making it up to make me feel awful. Yes. Yeah, well, I could lie you to you. Quite, you'll, you'll forget about it in half an hour anyway. You can be quite nasty, mate. <laughs> is he, Lance, is he being serious? Is he trolling me? Or is he <laughs> threw his empty Coke bottle at me. Yeah, that's right. Mad Butcher is a litter bug. No, litter doesn't recycle either. 
We'll just I put this recycle. in the bin with all the other rubbish. I do recycle. <laughs> I've got a big recycle bin on Waikiki Island. Yeah. Yes. Oh, well. Um, yeah, any, any final words? Anything you want to say to end with? I just wish you well. I hope yeah. the podcast goes well. You're a not nice young guy. You've always been full of life. You're very blessed in a way. You're, you've always got a bubbly personality and plenty of, you know, go in you. And uh, that's a blessing. I heard there was an All Black speaking one day and he said, it's nice to have the mayor butcher in the room. He's blessed. Mm. And the guy from the audience said, he's an idiot, but in a nice way, not in a rude way. <laughs> yeah. And he said, he can talk to anyone. He said, he's blessed. He can talk to anyone. And he said, I can't do that. And I thought about that that night and I thought, yeah, I suppose I am in a way because I can, because not everyone can. You know? Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, but but you you have an ability to do it with um, authenticity as well. Like you don't change the, yeah. you, you don't you don't change depending on who you no, you're, no. you're speaking to. I, like am if what, you're, I am what I am. Yeah, what you see so, is what you, you get. Know, in your case, you know, you've got this very full on personality, and you're full of life. You you know you're around, so that's good, mate. And just enjoy it, you yeah. know, and make the most. And my last word to everybody. Let's all make an effort and share the love out there and make New Zealand a better place than it is. I think that's a great place to end it. Sir Peter Leach, the Mad Butcher, thanks so much for your time today. Throwing, just throwing me a pile of... <laughs> what is it? Warrior posters. Oh, warriors posters. Oh, you didn't even get them bloody signed. Hey, you're not that good a friend, mate. <laughs> All right, hey, um, thank you for your friendship over the years. You are genuinely one of the one of the greatest New Zealanders around, and I uh, can't thank you enough for finally coming around and doing this podcast today, thank Sir you. Peter Leach. Thank you. Sir Peter Leach on the Dom Harvey podcast. Thank you very much for listening all the way through. It, it does mean a lot. These guests give up so much of their time, and uh, obviously a lot of work goes into it on my part. So I do appreciate it when you guys enjoy the conversations. This episode was made possible by the legends at the Generate KiwiSaver scheme. Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of chart-topping long-term performance. If you are curious to find out more, you should definitely check them out. Generate kiwisaver.co.nz forward slash get advice if you've got a poor memory like me or now's not a convenient time to write that down or remember it um, you can go to the description of this podcast and you'll find that link there Uh, but I'll repeat it one more time generate kiwisaver.co.nz forward slash get advice also on that website you will find a copy of their product disclosure statement The issuer is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance doesn't guarantee future returns. But I am so stoked and honoured to have Generate KiwiSaver on board as an official sponsor of the podcast. And as I do every other week, it would be wonderful if you could support the people that support the podcast. All right, that'll do it for now. I do hope to see you next time on the Dom Harvey podcast. See you later.